Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Come on, church, let's do it better for the Fountain of Life Choir. That was a melodious voices from, from the best choir in the world. Do you believe that? From the best choir in the world. Oh, we have the best choir in the world. Oh, yes, that is it, the Fountain of Life Choir. God bless you for such administration. In fact, we've gotten to one of my favorite parts of service. And that is a testimony time. Amen. Church, we have testimonies in the house. It's been my favorite because you have the opportunity to tap into the testimony of someone. Believe God for it and see him do exactly that or even more for you. Amen. So, church, help me welcome our first testimony by Abraham. Father Abraham, we know him by... Introduce yourself. Hello. Amen. Um, my name is Abraham and I'm a leader in the present service. Amen. <laughs> All right. So my testimony is about divine protection. Divine protection. Uh, just last week, Monday, as I finished preparing, about to set off for work. Um, after having my quiet time praying, I stepped outside and a thought dropped into my head to ask God for preservation. Just so, when you were about to leave yes. the house. So I just said, well, let me just pray briefly. I said, God, please preserve me in my going and my coming out. So I boarded the car. When we got to Mango Road, there was Mango a long vehicle loaded with cement. Those of us who, doesn't know, it, who don't know Mango Road, I think it's Pizaman. Yes. Casa Nostra. So um, the vehicle stopped and our car was still moving. So the brake of the driver failed him. And I was seated at front. <laughs> at the front. So the car collided. So you mean there was a truck ahead of you? Yes, please. The truck stopped yes. and you were driving behind wow, cement truck. truck. Oh, so we collided <laughs> into the truck and the impact shattered the windscreen. And everybody was screaming. Like some even jumped away from the window so the car stopped and like I was calm standing from the fact that I was shocked and surprised so I got down got another car and then went to work and then I realized that the scenes so were just the whole thing happened, yes, you didn't come back I thought everything was okay so when I got to work the scene started reoccurring and <laughs> like reality dawned on me so I even texted mommy. So I had to go back. When I came back, um, I just thanked God and then slept. So in the evening, I was going through my notes on my iPad. Then I realized that as mommy was preaching last week. That was just last week. Yes. Last Sunday. Yes, please. So she gave a second prayer that prayers of thanksgiving will protect you. Then he told us to list 10 things to be thankful for. And after the service, we'll pray. How many of us say we in church. Do you remember how many of us wrote the points now? The things that you should be thankful for. Alright, so that is what our brother is testifying from. So she, he wrote her sentence So the seventh item on my Thanksgiving list was thank God for protecting me from car accidents day in and day out for work. I think it's a good place to put your hands together. He began to thank God for the things yet not seen. And that is exactly what God did for him. So, All right. 
I believe that it was the prayer on that Sunday that saved me. Because it could have been worse. My eyes, even my leg. Because you were just I sitting. Mean, in just front right in front. I was so surprised and I was so shocked. You didn't so run? Thought, yes. I was because I was shocked, like come like that. But I <laughs> While was people saved. were jumping through the window out. It was <laughs> amazing. All right. Amazing. So, that was it. And I thank God for preserving my life. One thing I'll tell the church is that anytime mommy stands here to preach, God has you as an individual in his mind. So whenever mommy stands here to preach or minister, take everything he says very seriously because she's prophetic. I don't know. That day I could have just decided not to write the list. Like some of you did not write, obviously. But I believe that God saved me because I wrote it. And be sober in the service. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Let's put our hands together for God and for saving our brother's life. So whatever thing that we do here, take it serious. Do it. I know some of us didn't write. Some of us didn't write. But he was saved. He was protected because of the things that he wrote and was thankful for. Hallelujah. Church, let's put our hands together once again for what the Lord has done. Amen. So we have another testimony. That's our second testimony. But unfortunately, the person is not here with us. Oh, I said, no, we have a video, so don't worry at all. We have a video of the person sharing his testimony with us. And open your heart to receive, tap, and believe God for that same or even more. Amen. Enjoy. Uh, my name is Rina Yabe, and I'm from the Kwa Osunta. My testimony this morning is about God's providence. For like last year, I was thinking on how to further my studies abroad, and I was thinking about the exchange program because it was the only way for me to go that is not costly. So, uh, I had an opportunity at my department that was a six-month exchange to Israel. And I was like, I was glad about it. And then after some months, I didn't hear from them again. So I decided to go to the dean office. I wrote a letter and then sorry. From the office, they mentioned that there's another program in three plus two in France. I was like, oh, that's great. Because two years instead of six months and it's very good for me. And I expressed the, 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 the desire to go for it. And the uh, uh, register was like, okay, they've already applied, but you leave your contact and we will let you know. So one day I was in class, I got a call and she said, go to this room, they are doing interview there. So I went to the room, I was on the queue and I received a text from mommy. Like I didn't text her, she texted her, she texted me herself. And she was like, uh, hi Rina, uh, how are you? And what year are you in? I was like, <laughs> what question? And I replied, fourth year, she said, uh, third year, sorry. She said, wow, I thought you went fourth year, no. And I said, no, third year, she said, okay. And I took the opportunity to ask a prayer and she sent a prayer, make up with you. And I said, I may. So I went to the room. When I got to the room, lucky for me, uh, the university was in France, so it happened that I speak French. And their topic of research is the one I, I work like I work on it last year. Like my internship was their topic of research, and then everything was went fluently. And from the the interview, I knew that I got the opportunity. And after that, I spoke with that was happy. And the second wahala was to know if I would be, I would have the scholarship or I would have to finance the traveling myself. Unfortunately for me, I couldn't get the scholarship, but God provided everything, the, the proof of funds, the ticket money, despite a difficult time with the embassy to get the visa, because their platform uh, DLS or DVL, something like that, was not working. So you had to go directly 
asked to the embassy that it was really a tough time. And since I didn't do my application online, I have to like restart the application and the time time was running to searching for you need to set some signature on campus. It was really it was really stressful, but God assisted me and then here am I in France, in Lille, uh, doing my master's degree in French and English. I would have never expected that. So I'm very grateful to God and uh, and I'm very happy. So one thing I want to tell the church is that God is able to do excellently, abundantly, and above what you can think or imagine. I planned for six months and God wanted me two years. So I'm really grateful and thankful to God about it. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, put your hands together. Tell your neighbor you are the next person to give your testimony. Oh, yes. I see your testimony coming. Testimony coming. Testimony coming. Oh, yes. Shall we please be seated for a moment? Hallelujah. Church, are you ready to hear the word of God today? Last week was amazing as our pastor preached to us about prayers of thanksgiving. Today, I cannot wait to hear what the Lord has for me through our anointed pastor. If you are a visitor today, I want to for this week. Have your way minister to us in our different situations and circumstances. And at the end of it all, may we give you all the glory and all the praise. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we've been talking on the topic of prayer. Amen. The film stars are doing their best to remind us every week of a recap, so we don't need to do a recap. Hallelujah. And we can go straight. Hey, you people didn't remind me. We have not done our confessional. Hey, we are confessing something we want to see. Stand to your feet, lift up your Bible. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I, it's, I will do what it says I, will, I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. I'll never be the same. Amen and amen. God bless you. Amen. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Today we're going to be discussing another kind of prayer. I hope you've been enjoying the different prayers that we, are, we have been talking about. And I hope that this past week you spend time to thank God for things you are taking for granted. You know, and Abraham's testimony was something. <laughs> it was really something, especially to find out that in your list of things, you, on Sunday, you have thanked God for, for protection and preservation, and then for it to just happen live for you to see. It's amazing. Hallelujah. <laughs> Are you in the house? Well, you know, one of the things about... The, the different prayers is that when you see one, you want to talk about it. When you see the other two, because <laughs> they are all important. They are all important. You know, the prayer is not like uh, a bibidro. <laughs> a bibidro, one a bibidro, they say it's for piles. It's for high blood pressure. It's for cancer. It's for malaria. One, <laughs> But from what we see in the, in the Bible, we see so many different types of prayers. 
And I think I should, we should send a greeting to the people at home. Yes. Present service, faith secret service, gospel encounter service, all the student services. You're all blessed. And if you are watching, I hope that you will also just tune in. Hallelujah. Today we're going to read another prayer. Luke chapter 18. Or we're going to learn about another prayer. Very, very important. Very, very important. Because each one does something. Luke chapter 18, I'm reading from verse 1. He spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. I'll come back to that. Saying, there was in a city a judge, which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterwards he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear Along with them, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Are you in church this morning? Men ought always to pray and not to faint. I find this first part of what we are reading very, very important because, you see, it's Jesus who was speaking and he started with this as an opening. And the truth of the matter is that many of us have fainted. <laughs> there are two or three different kinds of people. There are some people who have started, when the problem has started, not they have fainted. She said the problem has overdue. Then there are also some who pray for a while. And when they are not seeing an answer, then they faint. Are you there? And, and, you know, it's easy to understand why you would faint. Because you are praying to somebody who does not answer. When I say doesn't answer, at least I wish that I would see him. Then he would say, okay, continue. <laughs> are you there? Just continue. That's one crowd will encourage me. You know, play on. But Nothing. How many of you, you have been wishing that or hoping that something, yeah, just, just a sign, post something, you know. So here you are spending some time, you are praying, and at times, you know, the most painful one is when you have gone to read somebody's testimony, and then the person shares with you, eh? Recently, I was reading a book I've read many times before, but I really like it. So I was reading again, Ben Hinn's book on Good Morning, Holy Spirit, and he talks about how I mean, the Lord met him. I said, oh, Lord. <laughs> Are you there? He said he had been in a meeting. The way the presence had been on him, he was, that's how the presence came on him in his room. I said, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. He said the following morning when he woke up, cry, it was continuing. I said, Lord, it's not fair, you know. It's not fair. This quietness that you have been practicing on me. I mean, at least just even say something. The truth is that if he did, you are the first person who will run. <laughs> so that's why, you see, many times in the Bible, prayer is linked up to faith. You need it. Otherwise, you cannot continue. You know, you need it. Uh -huh. so, so don't faint. Amen. Don't faint. Today, I'm not preaching for a long time because I want us to pray. And I'll show you what we're going to pray about. Yeah, I'll tell you what we're going to pray about. Hallelujah. Are you in the church? You see, some of you, see, when we start the prayer, we are, we are with prophet for the first hour, not because we can't lead prayer ourselves, but just to get us to pray. And in this particular service, many of you work. One of the characteristics of working people is that they don't pray much. Not because you don't need prayer, but because of the way uh, um, life is at that time. You wake up already at a certain time. Many of you have children, Charlie, to sort them out. Before I finish sorting them out, you're on your way. You know, hello. I've been laughing at some of our students who sent me texts this week. One of them was telling me that she doesn't, she hopes she doesn't grow up now. <laughs> she said, Mommy, the place I'm doing internship, I have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning. If I'm not in a car by six, I'm going to be late. 
I get to the place. By the time I get home, it's eight. Another one sent me a text, said I, on my way, I used two hours to go because I leave early. I used three and a half to come back home. Oh, God. <laughs> but in this, in this service, many of you are working already, so you're already in it. And one of the consequences is that you find that sometimes you're not as prayerful as you used to be. Are you there? And that, but the scripture says, men ought always, always to pray. So the fact that we are tight for time is not an excuse. Eesh. Eesh. You see, that's why our father has been teaching us to wake up early to pray. You thought you were doing me when you don't wake up. Because this service, you don't wake up much to pray. Uh-huh. You don't wake up much. Some of the younger services, they wake up and they cover our face. But this service, you don't wake up much. Now, can you ask your neighbor and say, neighbor, Flo, have you been waking up? Just, just, just twice. Have you been? <laughs> you see that, Charlie? We are guilty. But you see, that's the reason. The reason is that, <clears throat> the reason is that you won't get another space of time. And that's why it needs to be early. Are you there? Are you going to try? Because we need the prayer. Hey, you have not been watching what's going on in the world. Hey. Eh? Abraham, he said what? He stopped on Monday and said what to the Lord? You prayed for protection. Hey, I don't want to think what would have happened if that prayer had not gone. Mm? Are you in the house? I think it was two days ago we were reading Job as our quiet time. And as I read all the things that were happening to Job, I said, oh God, media, honestly, if you try it, I'll resign. Oh, I will just lie flat. <laughs> One after the other, after the other, after you only two have happened. You're already complaining. Hey, but the two that have happened, they are not even as serious as his one. Hey, but let's go back to our text. So, Jesus now wanted us to understand certain things concerning God. Much as he is using a judge, he's using you know, all these are pictures, they tell us something about the nature of God. Are you there? And so we want to look at it and see what principles we can learn. Today we are studying the principle of persistence in prayer. Persistent prayer. So if last week was Thanksgiving prayer, this week is persistent prayer. Hallelujah. And we can just gather some things from the scripture that we have read. Number one, I just my first and favorite point is point number one. God does not fear anybody including you. Mm. Tell your neighbor, God doesn't fear anybody, including me. Doesn't fear anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very, very important because we live in a time when so many things are not straightforward. We live in a time when there are nations where people cannot vote as they want to vote. They're afraid. Out of the fear. Are you there? Yeah. We live in a time where sometimes people cannot worship as they want to worship because of fear. Hey. But the God that we serve, he doesn't fear anybody. Are you there? There are some nations where if you give a certain kind of judgment, the judge crowd will disappear. <laughs> ah, you have not been reading these mafia things. They are real. Oh. They are real. You actually disappear. Hey. Hey. it's very serious but you see God does not fear anyone and it's important for us to know that because sometimes the way we behave is as if God is afraid hey Lord me if you don't answer this my thing I will go go <laughs> as if fear of you will make him stay hey Hallelujah. So that's just a point for us to remember. And to remember that God is an impartial judge. I mean, that fills me with a lot of confidence. In this nation, a lot of judgments are not correct. Mm, I'm sorry, but I wish I could say that it was different. Hey, are you there? I didn't want to say a lot of lawyers who are not correct, but I've said it. Hmm? Hmm? One of our spiritual sons, unfortunately, his wife had walked out and gone to stay with somebody else. And as he was going through the divorce, the person who was defending him was the one feeding the information to the other side. <laughs> hey! Mm. 
I thank God for a fair judge. Hey. Can you imagine? Mm. Not knowing that the lawyers had teamed up. You see, every, every uh, case you, 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 where there's property involved, they will tell you that a certain percentage is for her. So that's what they were working on. Yeah. Hey, hey, dear, hey, thank God he's not like that. But the next thing I want you to learn, and we want to learn from this scripture, you see, it says here that he would not for a while. The woman was coming to the judge and saying, avenge me of my adversary. Give me justice. Give me justice. Give me justice. And for a while, he didn't say anything to her, and he didn't mind her, didn't give her what she wants. Are you, are you following with me? Please, those of you behind the thing, follow, this, follow where we are. Follow. Are you there? Now, the next thing we need to learn, what does this tell us in prayer? It tells us that some prayers are not answered for a while. Uh So don't worry if you have some things that you have been praying about and God has not answered. Many times we give up before he answers. You see, but here he's teaching us something that there's a type of prayer that you pray and you pray and you pray and you hold on to it before there's an answer. Before there's an answer, persistent prayer, and it is unfortunately one of the things we do not do much these days. Yeah, this instant generation, instant tea, instant coffee, instant money, eh? instant sauce. Instant jollof base. <laughs> Rosario was smiling at me. I had to say it. <laughs> no, but are we not the instant generation? Everything. The one I'm not yet used to is the instant fufu. It's not working for me yet. It's not working. I say if I go outside, I don't have some, maybe, but at home it's not working for me. <laughs> instant coffee. Instant tea. Anything that you have that is instant. Very often, there's another version of it that's a bit more real. Mm. Are you there? So sometimes we want to transfer our instant attitude to places where it shouldn't go. You are supposed, if you are doing an exam, you are supposed to study for it. It's not instant pass by virtue of a poor. It's, it's not it. It's not it. And in the same way, there are also prayers that we need to just be on it and just pray. Yesterday, I was reading a certain book, and I was, that book was talking about a, a prayer that lasted a hundred years. Yes, a hundred years. And we are part of the fruits of that prayer. For a hundred years, it started with 24 people who covenanted that they would pray every day, one hour, one hour, one hour, like that, and broken. And what they started, it did not end. It continued for a hundred years at the end of which we saw there a certain revival coming. For one hundred years. And I said to myself, wow. That's some prayer. That's some prayer. But when we start here, even all night, to convince us to continue to six o'clock in the morning. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I was about to put an all night at the end of this series on prayer. You see, you will sit here and say, let's do, let's do, when the day comes. When the day comes. Only the pastors will be here. And a few leaders. And if I want to call pastors all night, I don't need to call it from here. The pastors, we can call all night from anywhere at any time. You are looking at, I'll tell everybody, you are, you are looking at me. You because, you because they couldn't call the all night. What kind of church does not pray? It's not true. I promised myself that I will not blast you. I've been holding myself, but yeah. I mean, you think it's my hard work alone? I keep telling you, if it was only hard work that worked, our farmers should be the richest in the world, though, because they really work. We need God. (laughs) How come the agrarian economies are at the poorest? Is it for lack of work? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Some people are trying to pull me into where I plan not to go. Anyway, so we are talking about prayer. We're saying that there's such a thing as persistent prayer where you stay on it and you stay on it and you stay on it. Am I talking to some people this morning? 
You stay on it. Ask your neighbor, when was the last time you stayed on it? Many years ago, I was praying about something, and I kept praying about this thing, praying about it. Then one night, I slept, and in my sleep, I had a dream. And in the dream, I saw a big cup. And the Lord said to me that when you fill it, you'll get what you're asking for. You know. So I continued praying. I continued. And each day, I would pray, I would pray, I would pray about this particular issue. Am I talking to someone? I would pray about this. You see, you see that, that picture of the cup suddenly helped me to understand something. Don't ask me why I needed that amount of prayer. I don't know. I don't know why he will answer some prayers. Flash prayer is answered. Some long prayer is answered. Some persistent prayer and is answered. Some agreement prayer and is answered. Some thanksgiving prayer. I have no idea. God is God and these are the things he chooses to do. Amen. But what I can tell you is that some months, it must have been almost some eight months. I, I mean, after vision. So I've been praying before the thing, before that dream. Then about seven, eight months after, it, that time, I was, this time I was not asleep. I was awake and I saw the cup and it was running over. It was running over. It was running over. And the thing that I was asking God for, it happened. Hallelujah. So since then, it has encouraged me to say that it was just a picture that God, the Lord gave. But maybe on this particular thing, hello, on this particular thing, I want you to think, as I'm preaching, start to think about the things you have talked to God about for a long time that have not happened and encourage yourself that maybe the cup of prayer for them is not yet full. You see, when you think about it that way, every time you pray, instead of stopping to see, you just say that, oh, let me keep on adding, let me keep adding, keep adding. One day my cup will be full and what I'm looking for, I will, I will receive it. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody today? I told you that I'm not, I'm not preaching for my goodness. 20 minutes has already gone. Amen. Now, look at something here. This part for me was very exciting. Where it says that the, 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 the man said, Though I fear not God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her. And I said to myself that, really? So, so, so is it possible that my prayers can trouble God? Is it possible that my prayers can weary him? I mean, otherwise I don't see, isn't that what the story is saying? If you're tired of this prayer that you have been praying since you were in SHS 1, as you are now working, say, ah, please, just answer the thing. Let me get some peace over here. May God strengthen us and help us to pray until God hears us that we have worried him. <laughs> you see, somebody's asking me, how can I worry God? Please, the scripture, are we not all reading it? Here. So it's not according to what I'm saying. I'm just following the bits of the things or the nuggets I'm seeing in there. This is Jesus talking. He says, because this widow troubleth me, the woman kept coming to the judge asking for the same thing. I need to remind you that when Jesus was in Gethsemane, did you notice that he asked for the same thing? Yeah. Do you notice that he didn't even change the wedding? He never said, okay, let me pray this one in King James English. I'll pray the next one in NLT English. I'll pray the next one in Amplified English. I'll pray the next one in Message English. No, no, no. The same thing. He just kept asking. Just kept asking. Same thing. Are you in the church? You have been asking God for a child. Keep asking if the child has not come. You have been asking God for a job. Keep asking. Rather than coming and saying, hey, you have given my friend a job, immediately. look, I'm even more, I work more for you than that, my friend, but that, my friend, you have even given my friend a, the Bible never said accuse God. The Bible says just keep on, keep on, keep praying. Take your matter there. Hallelujah. I have not seen any prayer of accusation in the Bible yet. I've not seen any prayer yet that says that if I can accuse God that you have done this for somebody so before I can't find it. Hey. But the one that I've seen is go back and ask. Go back and ask. I said go back and ask. Stop the foolish tears. Go back and ask. Hey. Ah. Yeah, there you have been looking for husband. Husband is not coming so now you are crying. Ah. Dry your eyes I beg you and just keep praying. I said, just keep what? 
You see, when we give such examples, sometimes the sisters don't like it all. But it is a real example. It's a real example. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Hallelujah. Amen. And so it excites me to think that I can pray. And just out of, okay, let me do. And God will answer me. Hallelujah. And you let me just say as a caution, eh, that when you are praying those kind of prayers, you better be sure that your prayer is in the will of God. Mm-hmm. Are you there? It makes sense that if you have no child, you're praying for a child. But it does not make sense that you have five children, so you're in six, five boys, so there must be a girl. Mm-hmm. There are prayers like that. There are prayers like that. And people have insisted. I know somebody, his mother had 11 boys and was still insisting. So eventually she got what she asked for. Child number 12 was a girl. But that girl drove her to her death. The girl was everything the boys were not. Very wild, very some way. Nobody could control. Her parents couldn't control. Big brothers couldn't control. Eventually out of a broken heart, that woman died. God knew that, Charlie, you as you are there. No, this one will not work. Are you there? Hey, you are suddenly very quiet. Oh. Yeah. I had just one boy, second boy, third boy. Initially, I would pray, oh Lord, let the number three be a girl. And in fact, when my third child was born, from what I could see, I had a lot of hair, so I thought I had a girl. Only for two seconds later, the doctor told me that, well, it's a boy, and all my hopes. I said, oh my God. Are you there? Yeah. But when I saw how my life turned out, I realized that for a girl it would have been very difficult. Yeah. The boys could cope. A girl would have struggled. Hey. So I don't know what you have been asking God. I want to work in the UN. I want to work in the UN. What? <laughs> it may not be your place. Oh, it may not be. It may not be. Because you didn't know that when you got the job, you and you, they were sending you to Afghanistan. Then as you are there, you are shivering. The place as you are walking, the market, the bomb can go off. You are now complaining. Hey! Are you there? Hmm. So just, just say that, Lord. So it's always good when you are praying the long road prayers also. To say that, Lord, your will, your will be done. As I pray for this, your will be done. You can pray for a wife, and when you get the wife, you will wish that. Or pray for a husband, and when you get <laughs> Tell your neighbor, it's not, this one is not in the Bible, but it's not every food we eat in famine. I learned it from my roommate when I was a student. Hmm? Are you there? My roommate was 35 years old. And she had waited for eight years for a man who was in the U.S. And when the man came, he was a total drunkard. Oh, total. The kind, total. The kind that the person gets drunk, comes to throw up. Total. So, when she saw what had happened, she refused to continue. Because the man had come for the engagement to continue. Blah, blah. She said, no. He even came, as students came to throw up in her room. Yeah. From the overdrinking. So, when she went home, you can imagine Blastings, and you are 35 years old, and they, 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 if you don't marry them, I want. So, when she came home, she was telling me that, look, it's not every food that we eat in famine. A woman said, at the age of 35, I should be getting married, but this man, this drunkard, no, I can't. I can't. And that's where I learned this saying it's not every food that's eaten in famine. And it's true. Would it not have been just Walla she would have been going to get? Hey, are you in the house? You know. So, just make sure that it's in the will of God. Next one. God will exact vengeance on your enemies. You know, after a month of talking about offenses and forgiveness, I hope that this one will, 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 will what should I say? This one will, will, will pacify your heart. Hallelujah. Uh, I wish that they would, the person there would have given me the scripture, vengeance is mine. You know. When God tells you not to go and, 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 and fight back, and when he tells you to forgive, it's not because he's blind. It's not because he's blind at what you are, you, you know, what you are going through. But he said, just leave it for me. Leave it for me. 
Am I talking to some people today? Leave it for me. Here is a case where God rose up to avenge the woman, to sort the thing out. Many times we, are, we, we disturb the Lord by trying to defend ourselves. I'm reminded of a picture of a child who had been given a toy car. And as he was playing with the toy car, you know, as he was playing with it, the car got spot. Then he brought it to his father and his father tried to... But as he was trying to repair the car, the child kept on coming to collect the car. And that's how many of us are, you know. And it says here, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. So, and, and this scripture talks about the fact that you just be doing good to whoever is, is, is persecuting you. And it's like you are putting coal on the top of his head. Hey, are you there? Beautiful. Isaiah chapter 35 and verse 4 says, Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even God, with a recompense, he will come and save you. Hallelujah. The woman got what she wanted because God is our avenger. The next point, learn to pray long prayers. Learn to pray long prayers. Hallelujah. Because, look at, look. let's go back to our Luke 18 scripture, verse 7 and verse 8. Look at what he says. Shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him? Are you seeing it? Though he bear long. So why is he taking long? And why are we crying day and night? We have no idea. This is what he says. Amen? And then the verse, verse 8 says, I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. But by then, you have talked day and you have talked night. You have talked day and you have talked night. Hallelujah. Oh, are you with me today? Learn how to pray and never give up. And the last point I want to just pull out of the scripture is that persistent prayer needs a whole lot of faith. A whole lot of faith. Look at what he says in verse 8. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? You see, as you are praying to a God that you cannot see, and as you are saying the same thing, have you ever felt foolish when you are praying the same thing before? As have you ever felt foolish? It's like the same thing. They feel like, ah, what at all am I saying? What at all am I doing? Hallelujah. Maybe I'm not serious. Maybe I should do something else. Maybe I should try and help myself. Maybe, you see, but there is a place for persistent prayer. Hallelujah. This afternoon, as we are ending, I want us to pray. And today, we're going to pray a particular prayer. Are you ready to pray for a few minutes? I want you to cast your mind back to that thing you asked God to do, which was important to you, but you stopped praying because it was like it's not coming. Or maybe you are still on it. It hasn't come. I want you to pray. And this time, as you are praying, you must say that this is one of the persistent prayer things. I'm praying this is another prayer to add to my cup. Are you with me? Are you there? You have been praying about the thing. The cup is there. You've prayed for some time. It has reached some level. This afternoon, I want you to stand to your feet and say, I'm adding something. I'm going to add something to this cup. You alone know what that topic is. Just lift it up one more time before God. Lift it up before God one more time. Is that this prayer? I'm praying it one more time. I'm putting it into my cup of prayer. Maybe it's a job. Pray one more time. Maybe it is a journey you want to go on. Pray one more time. Maybe it's a course you want to do. Pray one more time. Maybe you are expecting admission somewhere. Pray one more time. Maybe it's a business you wish that you had started. Pray one more time. Maybe it is an exam that you were wishing that you had passed and you are going to redo. Pray one more time. Maybe it's the need of a husband. Pray one more time. Maybe it's the need of a wife. Pray one more time. Maybe it's something that you ought to do. Pray one more time. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice.
Lord, we are praying one more time. We that stand in the need for a husband. One more time. Pray one more time. In need for a wife. One more time. In need for a job. One more time. Mandala Bose, Mandala Maybe it is your home. No peace in the house. Pray one more time. Maybe it is a sickness. Pray one more time. Oh, yes. We bring this matter to you, Lord. One more time, Lord. We believe that you hear us. Not one teaching us, Lord. We are bringing it one more time. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us to decree. Help us, Lord. To stay on this. Help us, Lord. Not to lose faith. Help us, Lord. Not to doubt you as we come one more time, one more time, one more prayer. Come on, keep praying. 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 Let your voice keep praying. One more time. Oh yes, Lord. Oh yes, Lord. We are not in Lord. One more time. We are maybe it is your church. One more time.
continue to pray over things that we have prayed over before again and again let that grace come upon us Lord today to continue in prayer to persist in prayer until you answer us forgive us for the times we've allowed our hands to weaken and strengthen us again to pray even as that we do prayed so that you the God that fears nothing he will answer us. May we copy the example of Jesus and continue to pray in the mighty name of Jesus. And all the saints shall say, Amen. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this afternoon. You've not given your life to Jesus. That is the beginning of it all, to give your life to Jesus. It is when you have given your life to him that you now, have access to pray before the throne room. And so as you are here and you are not sure if your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, let us just settle it now. You want to give your life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. We're just going to pray together. Say, I'm not sure. I've been coming to church, but I'm just not sure. Just lift up your right hand. Just lift up your right hand at this time. We're going to pray. If your hand is up, just come to me. I want to pray with you. Just come. We're going to pray together. Just come. We're going to pray together. If there's anybody like that, maybe I can't see you. Just come to me this afternoon. Just come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come on to Jesus, come on to Jesus, keep him, keep him your life today, come on to Father, we are grateful to you for your mercy and your grace. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for opportunities to continue to pray. Thank you for your grace. We are grateful in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you.